This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Thursday, TGIT. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Appreciate all the love and support. If you haven't given us a uh, five-star rating, do it right now while you listen to the intro. Type in About Last Night podcast on iTunes. Click that fifth star. Comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. I want to read a few of the iTunes comments uh, from, from you guys, the fans, right now. Just to share our appreciation and gratitude for you guys taking the time to, to do this. And listen, and it, you know, just, it makes a difference. We, uh, we do this because we love it, and it, uh, it means so much when you take the time to write stuff like... Jennifer Mepham did. She put pure comic genius. Adam and Brad have one of the funniest podcasts out there. If you love to laugh, take a listen. Great guests. If you're a new comic, you can learn from these two, like how to succeed in comedy. Five stars. Uh, KFrenchie83 put one of my favorite podcasts ever. Adam and Brad are great interviewers and pull out stories from people that are unique and interesting. Love it. Uh, Lollygagger420 put, I have an hour to drive to work and an hour to drive back home five times a week. This podcast has me in tears at least once a day from laughter. I'm so grateful for this podcast to keep me calm during rush hour. Love you guys. Uh, those are incredible. I uh, I can't thank you guys enough for listening. And, and shit, man, we got so many dope interviews coming up. We just locked in one yesterday with one of the top five players in the NBA. And I'm not going to say any more than that, but we locked him in. And, uh, you know, another one of those happenstance bookings, but uh, I'm pretty fired up about it. Um, Mad TV, thank you so much for watching. We premiered on Tuesday night. The numbers were great. The reviews were great. Messages, tweets, emails, can't thank you enough. It's only going to get better. I, th- I thought it was a great premiere episode uh, to set the tone. And uh, next week, Bobby Lee and Ike Barinholtz, uh, guest star, and, uh, and there's a lot of great shit. So uh, Tuesday night, CW, 9 p.m. Make sure you tune in uh, again. Uh, today's episode, man, this guy, uh, not only is he one of uh, my favorite comics, he's one of the nicest dudes, one of the most well-rounded people in comedy, um, from his fat kid days that we talk about to his work uh, in hospitals and his tireless uh, dedication to just community service and helping other people. Uh, it's a guy that grinds so hard in the comedy business, yet, yet puts so many people first. He's a licensed physical therapist, has worked on myself, Brad, so many comics for free because he just cares. Um, he uh, you know, gives 110% to the, to the world of comedy, opens for me a lot, is a great comic, great host, uh, big wrestling fan. Um, so Brad and him nerded out over that. And, uh, and it was just a great conversation. A guy that you know, is just fun to hang out with and especially in the podcast avenue. Uh, he even brought his own homemade beer. Which was fucking nuts. He makes beer too. He does it all. So if you're listening, ladies, hit him up. I'm talking about the one and only Johnny Laquasto. Stops by the ALN podcast for the first time and crush it. We did about 90 minutes on this one because it was a lot of fun. And uh, I know you guys are going to love it. So uh, follow Johnny on Twitter at jquasto. Uh, I'm at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at ALN Podcast, at ALN Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray 33 on Instagram, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, AdamRayTV.com for all my tour dates. 
which of course will be filling up that fall schedule as we shoot Mad TV through the summer. Um, but I am headlining the Hollywood Improv two days from now, Saturday, 8 p.m., here in Los Angeles, California. Myself, Amir K., Dane Cook, Harlan Williams, Melissa Villasenor, Michael Anthony. Get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com. Come see me headline the Hollywood Improv, 8 p.m., Saturday, July 30th. Uh, and then all my other tour dates are at AdamRayTV.com. Bumbershoot will be the next big one I do. Uh, the big festival up in Seattle, my hometown. Can't wait for that. BradWilliamsComedy.com for all his tour dates. He's in Montreal at the festival still. He'll be back, uh, I believe, on Saturday or Sunday. And then we, uh, we get back into the pods next week, which uh, are going to be awesome. we got Bill Bellamy coming up, Brett Ratner, the director of Rush Hour, um, and a few other special surprises. EstoyMerchandise.com uh, for all your ALN merch. EstoyMerchandise.com if you don't have hats, shirts, mugs, posters, Get them at astoymerchandise.com. Bring them to our shows and, uh, and support the pod that way and spread the good love. Um, boy, I believe that's it. You know, Mad TV, keep watching it. Podcast, keep subscribing, keep listening. Uh, thanks for seeing Ghostbusters. Shit, I think that's it. All right, now that we got the tour dates out of the way, those are the Twitter handles. That's all the merch info. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very funny Johnny LaQuasto. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. So you brought a beer. I did. Now, this is not a beer that you, because I've had people bring beers to the podcast before. This, this is not a beer that you bought at the liquor store. No. This I, is, this I, is. I thought about it this way. Okay. I'm like, you guys have had everyone on this show. Yeah. I mean, I just listened to Dana Carvey. Did you yeah. like it? Amazing. Yeah. He's That's the, the man. The fact that he was so open about his heart surgery. Crazy. It's funny because like me, when I was a physical therapist, I would treat people a day after open heart surgery. What? And so, yeah, dude, I started like daydreaming about like, what if Dana Carvey was my patient? Would you have tried to run material on him? Is oh, that what you were thinking? Dude, I would have just, I would have said so many Wayne's World references. Because, you know, like when, yeah. when people first get up, I have to get them up the first morning after surgery and they're in, uh, they have like, um, they're very nauseous from like all the anesthesia and stuff. Yep. I know, I, I would be like, how professional would I have been? Would I have been like, if you're going to spew, spew into this? Oh, my gosh. I, I feel, and you know what? Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Now that we've got to know him, I feel like he would have been completely... Because didn't he say he was making jokes? In yeah, the, yeah. Well, yeah, he was going and doing a Woody Allen impression that's right. while he was like counting, being counted down in anesthesia like oh, oh, so i'm gonna pass out in like uh, what eight <laughs> seconds is that now is it like a jewish eight seconds yeah. where it's like a little bit delayed or is like, yeah like he's doing that and i'm doing a i'm basically doing a butchering impression of him doing woody allen but yeah it's like and but there are could, could you imagine though having an having a character so iconic that literally you're waking up from someone having their hands on your heart yeah. and repairing you. And like the, the first thing you see is some guy doing your catchphrase. And can you imagine like him waking <laughs> up from surgery and me like doing my worst church lady impression? Like, oh, we had a little heart trouble, did we? <laughs> Can't seem to get those stents unclogged now, can we? Need to get some help from the Lord, dude, you? you know? <laughs> so you brought this beer because you felt, what, inadequate? No, no. Because start- guess what? Johnny LaQuasto is enough. 
Well, <laughs> you haven't talked to many girls. And, and that's the name. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I mean, the beer, I don't know if you know this, Johnny. Um, I don't really talk about it much, but I am a little person. Uh, and <laughs> I, I can't reach. You have the beer out of the reach of my little hands, and it's not fun wanted, for me right now. I wanted to do my, you know, uh, Price is Right Oh, okay. So, okay. so you're going to blow the host? I, that, well, you know what? Those are just accusations. Shots yeah. fired, Bob Barker. They're, well, ge- they're genuine. They'll come out, though. I f- <laughs> Here's what I think about Bob Barker and his relationship status with these women. Mm-hmm. I think when he dies, and let me just quickly correct myself and go, if he dies, yeah. because I feel like he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of those guys that God, I defect just he's going to give a um, pass go, collect $200. Sure. Zsa Zsa Gabor, still alive. Keith Richards, still alive. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, Rockwell. Uh, <laughs> who's Rockwell? Somebody's watching me. That one song he had. Oh yeah, that had Michael Jackson on the hook. Yep. Oh jeez, remember that? Good poll. Um, who's another one? Um, shit, I don't know. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, the Bulls coach. <laughs> looks like he's have, having some some artery problems. He knows he, defense. He looks like the guy from the <laughs> Bears sketch that would be drinking <laughs> with the Bears, going Ah, Jordan. So Jordan versus a hurricane. Well, it's Hurricane Jordan. I just ah, have, okay. I just have another heart attack there, when Bob. When you're, that, <laughs> when you're that big and you get that fired up, I just feel yeah. like I, I've cause for concern for your uh, for Multiple your veins. veins popping out of yeah. the neck. Yeah. So, yeah. so Barker, I feel like, but when he does pass, oh boy, like that's when the book is written or that every one of those Price is Right girls right. comes out with a, he put this finger in this hole. Every statue of limitations thing He told out, me this and promised me done. this. And right. I don't want to, you know, and I also say this with a lot of apprehension because I, I want to... I want to think that Bob Barker is like a saint. Yeah. Because he brought a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> but what is a saint anyway? Exactly. Well, that's why you're here, to break I mean, it down. Yeah. You know. Uh, <laughs> but but Drew Carey, all consensual. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's, so- <laughs> that's what we're trying to say. So, Drew, if you're listening, come on the podcast. <laughs> that's where we try. Now, Johnny, as a, um, as a uh, great host yourself, <laughs> you are. You are a jack of many trades. Appreciate that. I mean, the, uh, the, com- the stand-up comedy you've got on lockdown, the hosting you've got on lockdown, and what people, I think, will, as we just, you, you uh, touched on it before, as we just start here, but the physical therapy part, like that, that is... Um, weird, right? Weird, but also, like, we all have come from something else, mm-hmm. but that is, like, how good you are at it and how much of a part of... of I think you it oh, is, yeah. is. You were a patient of mine before. Come on, dude. that's right. Yeah, I mean, when we're in the Sean Kemp's kids together. Yeah. By the we, way, we are. I mean, for the for, for the podcast listeners, Johnny is a licensed physical therapist. Yeah. So you are you have from been, Thailand. <laughs> you have been the only person ever on the podcast who has had their hand on both of our asses. Yeah, I totally. I've had my hands on your ass many times. Yes. Like, no. Le- like pretty legitimately. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? I feel like I say pretty legitimately because. You slipped a couple times, yeah, but well, I mean, you know what? Eight, year, eight years of friendship, three years of the pod. I feel like I'm very close to Brad, but you know what? You dropping that piece of info, I feel like you have just passed me in the relay race of who's closer to Brad's ass. I mean, he made me hold my degree up while I was doing it. Sure, just to yeah. make, just to just to be sure. Like so, okay. So if anyone walks in on this green room and 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 they see John straddling me from behind and like digging his elbow. Into, into yeah, my ass area. It's just like, a distraction. It's like, What's he doing? To pre- oh, wait. He has a piece of paper. Yeah. It's okay. How many waitresses would walk in on that at oh my different clubs? That happens so many times. Well, and and but though, and stop and go, oh, can I get a massage? <laughs> How often does that happen? Which I would also say, this isn't a massage, okay? Yep. 
I am licensed and I'm paying off 40 grand in student loans. A massage therapist is paying off a table. All right. So just walk. Johnny, how do you even get into that world? As far as what physical therapy? Yeah. Uh, I'm still staring at the beer. Dude, it's not going in my mouth. We'll get, we're going to get to it. Okay. <laughs> Norm, do you mind grabbing us a couple glasses? Oh, thanks, Norm. Um, Norm. Quick shout out to our boy Norman, runs our uh, social media. Sweet Getting us glasses, works at TBS now. It's yeah. a fucking baller. It's a nice Ravens hoodie, too. Uh, what happens? Oh, yeah, you grow up in Pennsylvania, and you, you learn that, hey, I'm going to have to do something after high school. Instead, yeah. you know, Blue-collar so, area. Yeah, raised by two nurses. I knew I didn't want to wear a suit and tie, and so I said, I think physical therapy is cool. I want to work in sports. And so went and full time to school, got my master's, and well, then started working. I got to stop you. Both yeah. your folks are nurses. Yeah, man, they met. They were both dirt poor, and they put each other. Well, not each other. They put themselves through nursing school, but they met in like the late sixties. Wow. So if you look at their nursing class, there was like two dudes, and my dad was one of them with some mutton chops <laughs> and like that. slicked back he hair. He rocked the mutton. But when when there's only two dudes, mm-hmm. you can rock mutton chops, and women are still looking at you like, hey, he's you got his good. he got his stuff together. Apparently, he dated a bunch of the nurses before my mom. <laughs> Got in there. Uh, and how many beers was he in when he told you that little factoid? Here's the thing. He don't drink. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. My mom actually says she goes, oh, yeah, he dated a bunch of other girls before. You know, I don't, hey, it's okay. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but what... I just can't picture my dad being smooth. Well, I mean, he had mutton chops. I know. You don't want to so... picture your folks being like no uh, smooth or sexual. You talked about that recently, about your mom being open about certain things yeah and you're like ah we're closer now oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah well i've started talking about this too like my mom's getting to the age where she's like starting to let uh some fart slip without her knowing that it's happening and that to me is like that's like an 80 year old god bless you norm that's like a um but i take them is what i say like my mom if she fart look okay she's like she's not yet 70 she's like mid 60s yep but she made me. The least I can do is take a couple farts to the face. Of course. <laughs> you know, what am I? Do I really have the audacity so why to go, Mom, does, yeah. you smell like shit. <laughs> why does Hallmark not put that on a card? Happy Mother's Day. I will happily take a fart to the face. You made me. I'll <laughs> you take made a fart me. to the face. Yeah. Love, son. And it's a pop-up card. <laughs> One of those. Here, Adam, I'll get you with that. God bless give me, you. Give me your glass. You got to have We don't want to do a cool it. beer yeah. glass slide. But Whoa. we got cables in the way. Brad, give us a good uh, Miller-like guitar riff as he does it. Got it. <laughs> that was not. Wow. That was like. Isolate that audio and burn it. That was like a, that was like a honeybee getting a boner. <laughs> and the hot shit. <laughs> the hard shit cardboard cutout comes to life. I love your commitment, though. <laughs> I tried, man. Cheers, give guys. Give it back to Adam. I'm going to cheers it. in an, in an just- So here's the deal. I decided to start home brewing last year. And I thought, you know, you guys have had so many amazing guests. I don't know if anyone's brought beer they've made. And this just got bottled two weeks ago. This is the first. It's officially ready. And I, I brewed this specifically and made sure I got it ready for this podcast. What? Oh, yeah. Wow. So this yeah. is like the About Last Night edition. Yes. This is the About Last Night uh, Quasto Aperberry Ale. It's an apricot blueberry IPA. Holy this shit. Is way, this is way too, this. This can is your cum come? Because mine just did. <laughs> can, can your cum come? You can come square. Uh. <laughs> Oh, hell hey, yeah. Here, here we go. Drinking on the podcast. Hot damn. I think it's pretty good. Dude. Dude, that's a good... Dude. Johnny, right? What the fuck, man? I'm not... Like, Add that to the resume. Uh, Beer oh. maker? Shit. And the color's cool, too, isn't it? It's a no, nice... No, and, like, and, and I'm going to sound like, like, a, like, like a beer snob right now, but... It really releases its flavor almost mm-hmm. like it's got a nice aftertaste where you've it had does. it. It's, go, it's, it's gone down the throat. Uh, ding. Uh, but then uh, the, just the flavors is are released. Key. No, you're speaking, though, uh, accurately because flavor, like, you know, I 
Can I be honest? I um, I've yeah. turned into a tequila only dude. Like really? I, I don't know if I've had anything but that in the last seven to eight months to a year. What do you go tequila rocks and just rock it out? Yeah, baby. Wow. Just Where do you straight. think all this chest hair comes it's from? You think, <laughs> you think I fucking ordered on Amazon? Man, yeah, he's he, he's like two more bottles away of being a full Mexican citizen. Yeah, he's well, also he, investing <laughs> in Senor Frogs. I don't know if you know that. Well, here's what I love about tequila. It's like I, when I take it because I, I I don't have to uh, when I headline. Um, I take something up with me because I like to have something to sip. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it's a relaxing, but I never get fucked up though. And I, and tequila, I don't like to down the whole thing. So I sip it. Whiskey, I was getting a little too comfortable. Really? Yeah. Like, like I, almost hammered by the end of your set kind of deal? No, I just was, I, I, I would Fuck, enjoy it too beer. much before. Yeah. But I haven't had a beer. I almost, it's not like I chose to swear off beer. I have it at sporting events because yep. you have to. But Johnny, this is incredible. Well, no, I'm yeah. with you. At a club, I'm drinking whiskey on the rocks, but and I don't even get drunk off beer. I just love the process of making beer and like microbreweries have blown up and the yeah. creativity behind beer. It just fascinates well, me. And I'm I like, mean, you know, yeah. how do you even get into this world? Uh, I just watch the shitload of YouTube. You know, like people do anything. You can make a bomb off YouTube. You can make a beer off YouTube. <laughs> but you know, what one the- is a way more valuable <laughs> to our society. <laughs> way more. And uh, you know, we get a lot maybe more we shit should done. just get ISIS fucked up on on uh, Appleberry Apricot. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it might take a few, but those guys are pretty dehydrated. But Johnny, how do you? Because like, you know, there is so much at our disposal, information wise and video wise. Mm-hmm. So, like, at what point do you? go do you take it upon yourself to go oh i'm gonna look up some how-to beer making videos i mean you know what we as comics have a lot of downtime so like i've i've youtube pregnancy videos in sacramento because i was bored because you never wanted to look at a vagina comfortably i immediately watched a video of a tiger attacking an old woman just to erase the image of pregnancy from my mind (laughs) that's fair enough yeah that that should do it but point being either with something being ravaged either point being (laughs) we can see anything anytime now so, yeah. uh, what about this made you go, oh, I want to... Uh, you know what it was? I just, I love drinking. I'm such a beer snob, I should live in Silver Lake. But, like, it's just... Uh, <laughs> Local jokes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just, I, I'm fascinated by it. And I was at a point last summer where just, like, I didn't have a lot going on. It was, like, right before we started doing the whole blood drive thing. Like, I was getting, like, in a re- really weird mind state and just, like, stressed out. And I was like, what's one thing I always want to do? I always want to brew beer. Well, shit. I'm just going to figure it out. Good for you. So, I went to a beer store. <laughs> it's not called the beer store, but it's, <laughs> it's like, where is this? Where is this magical place you speak of? Hello, beer store. Uh, uh, would you a beer store slash AMPM? Yeah. And so. we will sell you weed. Um, <laughs> and they have like all these different ingredients and like recipes. And so you just pick what you want to do. They give you all the stuff. You buy it. And then you have instructions. But I also would watch YouTube videos to try not to mess it up. You have to buy a kit. So I have a five-gallon kit. So this made about two cases. Yeah, and as someone like I mean, uh, and there's more. Whenever you just just don't. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, and we've touched on this briefly on the podcast, but uh, I have a side business where I own a brewery. So mm. I've had a lot of craft beer. I've been there. Yeah, it's delicious. And uh, so, uh, if you're ever in San Diego, Thorn Street Brewery, uh, we just expanded. So yeah, come out. Uh, and, bro- uh, wait, is, brew, brew. brew. I can't Thorn- say it either. Thorn Street Brewery. 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 Uh, it sounded like I said a flavor of Count Chocula cereal for there for a second. <laughs> Brewery. <laughs> Brewery. <laughs> Come down to Thorn Street Brewery. It, it's good. Oh, like. We have ghost marshmallows. <laughs> you, reminded me, you reminded me of the kid in elementary school who couldn't get his R's out and they were all W's. <laughs> that, I mean, you're bringing up a very painful subject. Right? Did Never you have that? Uh, no, but I, but I had the speech impediment where I had the stutter. And I had to go to speech therapy. That's right. Really? Yeah. I know oh, yeah. Well, you oh, overcame yeah. that, didn't you? Yeah. Now I talk for a living. Suck it. <laughs> Speaking of which, you cracked me up on Monday. Him and I, we were at Monday Night Raw. That's right. Because John, 
Johnny's also a diehard wrestling fan. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's rare when there's not a lot of guests that come on that have the same passion for wrestling that Brad mm. does. And, and so this his is, exceeds mine. Dude, I didn't know he knew so much. So at one point, we're sitting next to a family of kids, right? It's it's family of kids, Brad, me, and his two buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the wrestlers did like a little roll-up that is the classic name for it is Schoolboy. And at one point, <laughs> the guy does a roll-up, and Brad just yells out, Schoolboy, right <laughs> next to a bunch of schoolboys. It was just... <laughs> And he yelled it out real loud. Yeah, so if you didn't know the terms of wrestling, it looks like I just looked to my left, got excited for what was sitting next to me, and going, (laughs) schoolboys! Like, I should have just been like, statutory! (laughs) Give me a hell yeah. (laughs) That was was not so smart. You know, timing, place. uh, And what what do you love about the wrestling world? Man, it's so much like comedy, too. Like, if you get to know wrestlers and comedians, we're essentially the same people, except we get beat up psychologically and they get beat up physically. (laughs) Yeah. But there's the performer element. There's yeah. the live fix. There's the feeding character. off the, the character, the feeding off the crowd, mm-hmm. um, and just finding what works. The same the same way comics have to find their comedic personality and what works best for them. Yeah. What sort of like the point uh, of view? Wrestlers yeah. need to find their point of view. Yes, they got to find their gimmick. They got to find like uh, there's there's the story about when they had when uh, the Rock first debuted. He was this character named Rocky Maivia, who was like this. The happiest Samoan you've ever seen in your life. Like he'd come out, he had he he had, he had streamers, tassels. Yeah, he had tassels what? and just a huge smile on his face and a nice crew cut. And he'd come out just smiling and just like he and the and the announcer would be like, "Rocky Maivia, what a happy fella! Oh, he's so yeah. thrilled to be here!" And he would get booed. He would get booed because it wasn't him. It wasn't. It wasn't he like, was like this. Sounds. This feels like it would be intimidating, or what? Like just, it was. It was just the fake. crowd wasn't happy. Like th- this was the the beginning of almost the snarky audiences twenty years ago, to where like the the adult fans were like, "You're a douche!" <laughs> like they just started <laughs> booing him. Yeah, and so he became this over ultra uh, obnoxious heel who mm-hmm. end up becoming uh, the movie star that we know today is The Rock. But like it was all because the fans turned on what they thought this character was. They didn't like it. Yeah. Can, can you make that sort of an adjustment, though? And like, literally, like, How many years in between did he go, all right, I, my name is Rocky Malavecki. I sound like a guy who manages a Buca de Beppo in Glendale. <laughs> he does. Like, I know that guy. Do, now, at what point do I stop doing that and just think, does he come out six weeks later and go, now I'm this guy, and everyone just has to accept it? Or it was a couple of months, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes there's that dramatic change where you have the Hulk Hogan moment, where like in one action you go from good guy to bad guy. But then sometimes you have to go away for a while. There's been so there's been so many wrestlers that started off as one character that was really one like, and then they changed and went to something completely dramatic. There was a wrestler named Papa Shango yep. that that was like this voodoo guy. He would come out and he would like he, he would like uh, do chants to people and things like that. And then he, he yeah. and then he skull yeah like dry ice that would like yeah. And then he went away for a while. And then when he came back, he was a character called the Godfather who ha- who was a pimp who just had a bunch of hoes behind him. Yeah, the hoe train. The hoe train. We're blowing his mind right now. <laughs> I mean, I've been to one Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And it was incredible. Mm. I think I saw you at it. How long ago was that? It was when I was with uh, Adam Divine. Oh, I ran into you. Was it? Are you sure it was Raw or SummerSlam? Was it a pay per view or was it a Monday night? It Raw? was a Monday night thing. Okay, because I, I said yes. I do remember. There seeing... was a bunch of different wrestlers. I saw you at it. Yes, whatever you saw me at. I could. It may have been the the Monday night Raw after SummerSlam. That's why I might be getting confused. I remember it was mo- uh, Monday night. They were both on LA. That's why. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing it live was I had a greater appreciation for it. Oh, well, yeah. that because you see. 
you, you see the you see the athleticism that these guys are actually doing. There's some sort of takeaway when you're watching on TV because you watch a lot of like when you watch action shows on TV, you know that person's not actually getting hit, falling, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but when you see it live, you're like, damn. I mean, yes, I know it's quote unquote fake and it's pre and it's scripted and all that, but that is not easy to do. That move, that 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 action that that guy just did with his body it's That's my not favorite easy. form of live entertainment it's the best um all right so i want to know uh, this beer thing Yo. so this is is this going to become like a regular part of giant laquasto i mean like i hope so i mean it's it's one of those things where like it takes about four to six weeks to brew a beer but then you have to like get them all drank and then you got to get your bottles again and recycle bottles and shit so you know i want to do it at least three times a year it's so good thank you I, and the best part is i i barely drink any of it i love giving it out to people just mm-hmm. to see people's reaction like you did this? I feel like that's the right mentality to have for this business for you. Yeah, it's Because if you were making it all and drinking it all, we would have had to reschedule I mean, this podcast uh, yeah, for 2025. Kind of like the Scarface line, don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, it would be a dark time. Yeah. But what, but what a great time we're living in to where, like, in the same way I talk about how, like, like okay, morning radio is, isn't dead. Bad morning radio is dead. Hell yeah. Because now you don't have to listen to Chuck and Fuck in the morning just because they're on where you are. Are they Although, still on? Uh, yeah, you know what? They, uh, like, uh, Chuck moved away because Fuck was kind of getting, you Wait, know. Well, they were killing it in Omaha for a long Yeah, time. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but like, you don't have to listen to them now because now you have podcasts and you have serious radio and you have all these, all these other options. The same way you don't have to drink just the major label beers anymore. Mm-mm. Now this whole craft brew thing is just amazing. You, you you can have beers that have hints of chocolate in them and like uh, beer the new wine? Peanut butter. Yeah. I've, I've had a I've had a peanut butter stout that was awesome. From Belching Beaver probably. It's the best. Yeah. It, it I mean I know it sounds like we're saying weird fucking terms right now. There's another beer I had recently. It was a coconut pineapple IPA. <laughs> I my came my cum came. That's how good it was. Your cum came? Whatever you said. Your cum's cum came. My cum's cum. <laughs> seconds cousins came. Three generations of cum. <laughs> That's what happened. It was All bad. came. <laughs> it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now and it, it, it's funny that uh, guys just don't have to, like, we don't have to drink beer that's crappy, but just because it's available. We can have any sort of options, and that's what's so great about radio, podcast, comedy. Like, you don't have to just like the comedian who's on The Tonight Show yep. because he's there because that's who the industry is telling you to like right now. Like, but think back to when we were in college and the mm-hmm. shit that we drank because we're all about the same age. Oh, know? I first got fucked up on something called 99 Bananas. Yes! <laughs> then, then 99 Apples and 99 yes. fucking the whole rainbow of fruit. Oh, my you God. You heard of that? No, oh. I think Natty Ice is what I remember, I think, first Ooh, that was, a, that was pretty solid. Uh, Beast na- Ice. 99 Bananas was this, I don't know, oh. how would you describe it? was Banana liqueur. Yeah, oh, it, and it was it was like it was like ninety proof. Like it, it was like half. It was really strong. It's ninety nine proof. I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was ninety nine proof. Hence the title ninety nine bananas. And it, like, but it had so much banana flavoring in it that it just tasted like a bananas come came in your mouth. Yeah, and uh, but it burns. If if, if yeah, it burned your mouth, yeah, it burned your throat, and then you and and then you stop, you breathe for a second, you're like, oh wait, now I'm drunk. Yeah, and then someone shoved a banana peel down your throat. That's yeah. pretty much how it was. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, that that was the first thing that fucked me up. Where I woke oh. up, at, where I woke up in a bathtub the next day and had no idea where where I was. Turned out I was in a sorority house on the row at USC where guys not allowed to go. Oh, good. <laughs> that that was fun. <laughs> How'd that work I, out? Uh, I didn't get caught. 
Okay. So that's good. How come um, I never saw you on the fraternity row? Uh, ouch. I, mean, I can see Brad running under cops' legs. To escape. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I went to some parties, absolutely. But, uh, well, because I never had to join a fraternity because every, every frat party, you. yeah, every frat party wanted the dwarf at their if party. If you were on the lawn, if you were in the vicinity of the doorway, they were like, come in. Yeah. Ab- yeah. Oh, because then, and then what, once I was in, they were, they were, they were on the street going, yeah, you could do- go down to Pie Cap, but we got a midget in here. And they're like, oh, fuck. And do you not think twice about that? Do you just go like, yeah, I mean, like you're, yeah, yeah. I'm you, going in. You were the one white dude allowed in the black fraternity. Like, come on in, man. <laughs> I did do that <laughs> one time. I did, do, I did do that one time and I got into one of those uh, uh, stepping contests and what? wow, I was, I was obliterated. Wait, like stomping? Is that is is that what I don't want to sound? I don't want to sound racist right now. Is that like I got served? Pretty much, I got served. Like it was some sort of dance contest. Me as the one white guy was like, I can, I I can do this. By the way, so much white guilt. By the way, coming from you. So much to, to think that you're referencing a movie title and you're like, is this going to be racist? Yeah. <laughs> did you I, also lose in the drum line? What else happened? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I also lost in Cool Runnings. Oh, <laughs> man. How dare you? Yeah. Your bobsledding was never on point. <laughs> Wait, so when you drank this 99 apples, this was in Philly. Uh, 99 bananas was all over. My my The thing that got me, not 99 bananas, uh, Bacardi 151. You yep. drank that? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. So I went to Kutztown University to party with my friends. And Kutztown University was like our high school part two. A chimpanzee could get in. It was just the easiest. <laughs> like, if you didn't want to go to college, be like, yeah, I'll go to college. You go to Kutztown. That's okay. pretty much how it was. Wow. It was it's easy. crazy to me that those schools even exist, but I guess they have to. Yeah, no offense mm-hmm. to anyone who went to Kutztown. I'm sure you got a great education. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, all the offense is going to be taken on that. But, but Do you know I, anyone? Uh, has anyone famous come from Kutztown, though? Andre Reed, Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, Hall of Famer. John Mobley, linebacker. John Mobley for the Denver Broncos. Kutztown. All right, yeah. so football players. I'm talking about the people that, like, you know. Did anyone like contribute well, to society? Did, did anyone like create a new flavor of Fruit Loop that came from there? That's what I'm at. Mention it. The Nobel Peace Prize of no, I have no. <laughs> like there was no Secretary of State. There's probably a lot of secretaries. <laughs> so funny. And <laughs> and people that are now employed under the state penitentiary. Yeah. But you know, so if you combine those, a lot of prison guards. <laughs> but guess what? That makes for a great party school. It was. Okay. And so it was my sophomore year. I was just getting into drinking. And so we went to this one party. And I never drank Bacardi 151. I knew it was 150 proof or whatever. But I was like, eh, whatever. I'm a man. And we're drinking the alcohol. We're having a good time. And we go to this party. It's jam-packed. And you hit that moment where, like, you're fine. The next moment you're like, oh, I got to throw up now. Mm-hmm. And I start running up the stairs. And there's a line to get into the bathroom. I start throwing up as I'm running up the stairs. I get into the restroom. And I, I literally bust down the door after, yeah. like, someone leaves. It goes everywhere. So in my infinite wisdom, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get rid of this. Oh, there's a sink. I turn the sink on full blast. I start throwing water from the sink all over the bathroom floor (laughs) to wash away the throw up. I love the drunk logic. Yeah. I love the drunk logic. Just got to get rid of it. Well, there's got to be a hole in the floor somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll take all of this out instead of just spreading it across the ground. (laughs) Wait, it's just spreading it across the ground? (laughs) Shit. A river runs through it. So I'm like just getting the water out of the sink. And like I, I get done there. I stumble down the stairs. And I get down to the bottom of the stairs. And I hear someone yell from the bathroom what asshole soaked the restroom and i'm not even kidding 20 minutes later the ceiling starts caving in like what the bathroom where the bathroom was starts caving in all this water starts hitting the ground and i'm standing with my buddies i go i think we should go and we left and then i told them the story the next day they're like you had you caved in the roof i'm like 
Well, I mean, there are other people in the bathroom. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Kutztown. That's got to be one of many oh, tales yeah. that's been told from that school. Oh, I had a buddy who would just get super drunk. He was a, about 290 at the time. He would just get super drunk, and his thing became getting naked at parties. <laughs> just There's always that dude, isn't there? Yeah. In my fraternity, there was a guy that just took his dick out. Like When he got real fucked up, it was always like past 2 a.m. <laughs> when there was like six dudes in the brotherhood room hanging out, smoking weed. Mm-hmm. And he just came in, and he would just come in. Shirt on, no pants on, and he would just start playing with his dick, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. And other dudes thought it was funny. And I've never been a guy that's no, been like, ha ha, another dick. Now we're talking, <laughs> you know? Now the comedy's here. Turn off fucking Tommy Boy. We yeah. got a live male cock. Right, to, to right. Get the- and, and, and you're not like against gay people or anything. You're just like, eh, just not make up a tea. Yeah. Eh. It just, I, I've seen, no, like, what is funny about it? Well, it got to the point where my friend lived in a house with my other buddies, and it got to the point where they wanted to get rid of the people at the party. Mm-hmm. They would be like, Bets, go get naked. He would go upstairs <laughs> and come back with his fat body totally naked. All right, and well, you didn't say time, he was fat. That's funny. Oh, he was. He was about 5'9". He got up to about 280. Okay, well, that's okay, hilarious. there you go. And yeah. he, at one point, Everybody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> in the one party, he comes down the stairs wearing a hard hat, <laughs> hand over his junk, and a beer, and he decided to change the music. So what do you think he took his hand off of? Not the beer. He just <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What he turned it to? What was his uh, oh, naked dance? Everybody's working for yeah. the weekend. He, he turned it from techno to you know eighties rock, pretty much. Love that. He, that was okay. his thing. I love that. That was your because that is a little more efficient than just starting to blink the lights and saying, "All right, everybody Mm-mm. out." Because pe- people are numb to that now. Yeah. Like you hear "Last Call at a Bar." We're closing up. Down your beers. People are just not. They don't care. They're just they're just standing there. But if you send a two hundred eighty pound naked guy, yeah, they put him to work running. It's his house <laughs> running at you. Uh, sad to say, he did not end up graduating. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, he did. That's he's, a shocker. He's doing fine now. Okay, but he had his wild times. Uh, he's actually a different person now than he was back. Now he's the head engineer at Tesla, right? Definitely not. But he's doing fine. <laughs> uh, he's doing okay. Now, but, but now, uh, now you said that. Uh, now you said that, like, that, like this guy was a bigger guy. Uh, you were a bigger guy at one point. Yeah, man. Right. I, I would. Uh, I think I tipped in at one sixty eight, one seventy when I was eleven. Johnny, I think that's about where I came in. Yeah, you and I would have been an amazing tag team. (laughs) Could you imagine? I think I was 170 in the fifth grade. Dude. Yeah. We should trade pictures sometime. I mean, they're online. Are they? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you had a a 10, 11-year-old picture. I mean, I should start a separate Instagram account for Fat Adam. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's something that has to happen. Fat Fat Adam's Instagram account. What was was your favorite fat Halloween costume? Do you remember it? There's a whole subculture with yeah. fat kids. What'd you like to dress as? Because you had a few options. Well, yeah, yeah. pumpkin, anything that was spacious <laughs> and baggy. Well, cause, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> like I'm hope, hopefully you had the parent when you're like, I'm going to be Spider-Man. They're like, eh. <laughs> maybe Spider-Man with diabetes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. When I was 11, I went one year uh, for Halloween as a wide load tractor trailer. That was my costume. <laughs> oh, my God. That's um, not fair. <laughs> it was my idea. And my mom and dad were like, all right. To be, be you. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I went as. There's pictures of it somewhere. Well, People. that, and you know that the kids can't make fun of you because you're doing that move from the 8 Mile movie where you're calling it out on yourself yeah. first. 
Well, no, they still make kids yeah. are cool. Really, kids are cool. Uh, you're yeah. you're giving yeah. him more ammo at that point. I wore fl- a flannel shirt and I, I I tucked in like pillows around my body and then I put a sign that said "Wide Load" on my back. <laughs> and I remember just walking around trick or treating, going. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! I mean, that's your wrestling character right there. <laughs> Good God Almighty, it's Wide Load. Wide Load is coming. That's his theme music. And He's all got- the crowd goes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's throwing Snickers at him. <laughs> I cleaned a house that year. Wide Load. I was god. a fat. I was a fat bird oh. at one point. My mom dressed me as a bird. What? Second grade. Okay. Uh, the peak of the fatness was yeah, fifth grade. But second grade, I guess it was eight. Or nine, and she goes, uh, she goes, uh, I have your costume because I go, Mom, I don't know what I'm gonna be. And she goes, I'm gonna get you one, which oh, no. A is your first mistake, letting yeah. mom pick your costume. Never, never she doesn't know what's cool, no. she's got 20, 30 years on you. Look, I got you a Howdy Doody costume. Yeah. What? All the <laughs> kids the love it. What the fuck is that, Mom? I got you a Jimmy Carter wig. <laughs> Adam, you're gonna go as a tray table this year. <laughs> Remember the temple? Sw- Swanson's TV dinner? You betcha. <laughs> your favorite Maccabee from Hanukkah. <laughs> So she goes, you're going to be a bird. Not not a known bird. Not Tweety Bird. Not Big Bird. Right. Just- not, um, not who's the bird from, from Charlie Brown? Tweety oh, Bird. Yeah. Tweety Bird, Big Bird. Who's another famous bird? Oh, uh, uh, Woodhouse. Big Bird? Woodhouse. Yeah, right? What? Well, who the fuck's Woodhouse? <laughs> from, tra- from, tra- from Charlie Brown. Woodhouse. Peanuts, you should have right? a guy that beat you up in middle school. Wait, is Woodhouse the one that beat up Tweety Bird? Who the hell no, is Woodhouse? It's Snoopy and Woodhouse. 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 No way. No, it's can not you, Woodhouse. Can you Google that I, right now? I know, I know I'm right. Maybe Woody? I swear to God I'm right. I'm, Guess what? Right now, I'm buying you a Subway sandwich. It ain't Woodhouse. It's not Woodhouse. No way is it Woodhouse. Wait, quickly. Are you, are you taking this bet? By the way. Subway sandwich on the line. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So if, I, so if I'm wrong, I totally owe you a subway Then again, yeah. eating a Subway sandwich might make you the loser regardless, because that, that runs through you quick. Shots fired. Snoopy and Woodhouse. Bullshit. No! Get out of here. There's no way. There's no way that's right. <laughs> what? Woodstock, oh, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Footlong right. honey oat meatball, motherfucker. <laughs> you know All right, great? Adam. I owe, I owe you he a He just foot Googled long. Snoopy. He Googled Snoopy at Woodhouse, but of course on the internet, that will just show up because someone else also thinks his name is Woodhouse. That's why it came Some up. Some other partially drunk yeah. dwarf was like, who I mean, was the that, sidekick to that's Snoopy? Our, that's, our, that's our go-to move. Wait, they lived in a wood. They lived in a wood house. Woodhouse. That's I, not, I got the wood part right. You did. You were halfway there. We yeah. should have known Woodstock. Point being, I dressed up as a fat bird, all right? And I'm out on the playground. Cut to everyone are ninjas. Ninja turtles, Ooh, cowboys, yeah. Indians, cops. Um... <laughs> All, all the classics. V- vampires. The village all, people. All, all, the village people. Shit. I mean, even even in second grade. Heathcliff. <laughs> <laughs> Knock off Garfield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hated Heathcliff. <laughs> right? We'll come put a pin in that. You said that with a lot of angst. <laughs> nah, just Heathcliff was what you watched when you couldn't find anything else. Yeah, you're you're like, like, there's yeah. no other cartoons on? Yeah, God, I gotta it's like the this. hospital channel. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I guess I'll watch Heathcliff. Oh, I gotta watch Heathcliff pretend to get in trouble? Okay. <laughs> pretend. Yeah, Curious George got an actual... Uh, hijinks. He got yeah. shit. Yeah. Like yeah. Curious George, I remember, I read my niece's uh, a Curious George story uh, two years ago, and it was where he prank called the fire department and then got sent to jail. And I remember reading the book, and I get towards the end, and when I'm reading and discovering for the first time that he got that he went to prison, Ooh. I stopped and told my nieces, "There's a lesson at the end of this book, but it's not going to be the lesson that I share with you right now." Okay. Because I think this is total horseshit. 
that they sent him to jail for having a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go, hey, you just said the story. Hey, a monkey prank calls the fire department and they buy it. That's on them. <laughs> That's on them. That's not on the monkey. Fuck yeah. you, fire department. First right. off, how do you understand what a monkey's saying? Thank you. Number two, uh, if a fire does break out, you better get the damn monkey to help out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so I, I'm out there on the playground dressed as this bird, and I remember I'll never forget this. Here's how I know it was. What a, color was the bird. Dude, it was. I have pictures of it. I need to post it. Oh lord! Oh, you son of a bitch! Oh, stop it! See, even the Dude, song. Johnny's having flashbacks. The song sounds like it was done on a Casio. <laughs> oh, Piece of God, garbage. The worst. Heathcliff. Like the- they, <laughs> they have a lot of balls. He also happened to be similar in color. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that oh. was that was the fucking theme song to Heathcliff. Oh, uh, good, good pull though. Trying. Good pull, I guess. <laughs> you better redeem yourself with like gummy bears or Muppet Babies or something. Hold on. <laughs> well, no, I do want to put a pin in that because yes. Johnny, I know you share a similar uh, affection for '90s <sighs> cartoons as I do. Oh, the episode so, when you guys had Makuga here, I was just. Well, how about when we had Mark Summers here? Yeah. I mean, that was you, – you get J.D. Roth, I'm showing Can up. I be honest? I love that we've had on some of the people we've had on. But that Mark Summers episode is like – I mean, here's the thing. It's like Melissa McCarthy. That is – hey, man. That's amazing. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she you know, doesn't do podcasts and did ours is incredible. She's the boss. But I grew up with Mark Summers. Yeah. Yeah. Like secondary father is, figure. He stayed busy. He kept working. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. And he hosted a show that I would have given up my oh, left God. nut to be on. No idea. No, if the kidding. physical challenge was to find my nut, <laughs> yeah, that they took I mean, because it, I had to be on. It, I mean, and the <laughs> nut. went mouth first. I'll get in the pudding. And, yeah, and the nut I'll was get buried. In the pudding. Johnny already knew what he was going to say yeah. when they oh asked him. Oh my God! The the nuts bit. <laughs> All right, you're going to go and you're going to grab, grab that flag. Once you grab that flag, you jump into that vile pudding. At, at the end, at the bottom of that pudding is your nut. You come up with that nut under sixty seconds. You win the prize. No! By the way, Summer said it so quick that he could drop in a little tidbit like that, and you wouldn't yeah. have any clue. Be like, oh, go up the side, go down the side, grab the flag, you go yeah. there, you take a mouthful of your own testicles, then you're going to go over there, <laughs> run the thing, you're going to do the bike, you're going to take the mouth. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> you grab that nut, you win a boombox, and go! At some point, I thought he was maybe on coke, because he'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, you're going over there, you're going to go up the side, you're going to go down the side, you're going to do my text, suck my dick, then you're going to go over there, you're going to get the flag, you're going to ride the bike, you're going to go up the side, you know, it's like, wait, 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 what? Who's dick? Hold so on. I'm going to craft services. BRB. <laughs> So I'm a fat bird on the playground. Yes. Love it. And I'm, one of my buddies goes, hey, and I show up where there's like, again, ninjas, ninja turtles, a lot of fun costumes, and, mm. and I'm in this bird outfit. It's it's purple feathers. Oh, no. And the hat has a beak so that I can my eyes see through oh, no. in the beak. Oh, God. And I literally walk out there, and I, I even like did like a waddle out there, and I did like a flying thing. And one of my buddies goes, and they were playing like ninjas versus Indians versus whatever it was, um, and they all tried to and, shoot you. And somebody goes, "Hey, man, you can be on lookout." And I go, "What?" And somebody goes, "Yeah, dude, you're a bird, and go get in the tree and be on lookout." Oh no! Oh no! If I had a sense of humor at that age and could step back now and see how funny that is, sure. But in the moment, you're like, "Oh, that means like I'm not you're playing. not included." I'm not yeah, playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I went oh, home. The worst. I remember ripping off the beak when I got home. <laughs> Well, no, ripping it off when I got into the class. So now I'm just wearing a giant fucking feathered bird bottom suit. See, that's the thing about like, wearing mom, your go, Halloween costume to school. It's like you got to be 
Also, we paraded. Yeah, it's not just do the parade and then you're done. No, the parade through the other classes. I don't know if you did that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sixth grade classes got the parade. So Mm -hmm. first through fifth grade, you paraded through the sixth grade classes. My sister was in sixth grade. I remember parading through it. I remember her looking at at me just being like, what have you done to our family? (laughs) I get home, I go, Mom, you ruined my life. She goes, I thought it was a great costume. I'm like, I'm never trusting you again. I I get why Dad left. Screw uh, Halloween and screw you! Oh, it was yeah, it was the worst. But but we had limited fat kid options. Yeah. But we yeah. didn't. But what we didn't have um, was a a mindset that limited us to fat kid snacks. And Johnny, what I want to know mm. is what was your go to fat kid snack? Oh, do you want to know what my lunch was almost daily? Yep. Uh, did you ever have your mom make a little salami with cream cheese and then roll them up? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my God! That way, I can't tell you. Oh I was like god. a dope dealer in elementary school. <laughs> oh my God! Because I would, I would show up with a lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, dude, I would show up with a lunchbox full of these little salami rolls or cream cheese, and I would wonder like, why are no other kids coming into school with these? It's not rocket science. <laughs> then I guess their parents realize, well, yeah, maybe you shouldn't send your kid to school with goddamn cream cheese sandwiches. <laughs> but you know. God bless my mom. And so, she, you know, I, I would have a bunch and kids would be begging me. I'd be like Corleone. It would, I would just be bartering every day. It's like, oh. how, it's like you're in third. How does that? He's a third grader. How does he have cigarettes? Yeah. Well, he <laughs> traded for him. I had a deltoid tattoo. <laughs> it's a whole subculture. Yeah. What was so, yours? Uh, dude, I mean, I, um, boy, I mean, I loved Pop-Tarts. I've mm. mentioned on this podcast, but I double fisted them at no one shit. point. Yeah. What was your favorite? I'm brown so, sugar. Me too. Brown sugar. Brown, sugar's sugar's brown sugar in the Disney afternoon. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, my, what's better? My my comes come came. Yeah. Way back then. <laughs> Way back then. Before your come knew how to came. <laughs> Whatever. Before Wait. your come knew how to came. Was that a lost Dr. Seuss book? <laughs> yes. The last page was brown sugar Pop-Tarts exploding. <laughs> Everywhere. They merged. Holy shit. Oh. Did you ever, were you ever forced to do something, either one of you actually as a kid, were you ever forced Run. to do something physically <laughs> yeah, that you knew you couldn't do, oh, but yeah. like climb the rope. staring at Climb the jump oh. rope. Dude, I almost killed myself on a Labor Day weekend. Do tell. It was, okay, it was Labor love, Day weekend. I love that the weekend plays a factor in the story. Oh, Labor Day weekend. So yeah. in Pennsylvania, we had, uh, elementary was kindergarten through sixth grade, Me and too. then junior high was mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine. Me too. Okay. Oh, seven, eight. Oh, really? In yeah. high school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So junior, uh, so school just started on Thursday at school. Thursday, Friday, it was Labor Day weekend. Went to a Labor Day thing. And they had one of those zip cord gliders that go from tree to tree. Oh, yeah. And all the kids were doing it. They were hanging on. They were zipping down. It yeah. was great. I avoided it because I'm like, I can't do this. I'm 170 pounds. And oh, I'm not- you, you didn't want that bend to happen in the rope no or i just or? knew i wouldn't be able to hang on and everyone keep pressure oh, come on get up there it'll be easy okay, just, okay. it's fun go ahead go do it and they helped push me up the tree because yeah. i couldn't climb the tree <laughs> and they get me up sign there. number one yeah and i grab a hold of the thing and i'm yeah. standing there, i'm like oh this is not gonna end well i'm not gonna do this this is gonna suck yeah. i'm not even kidding the moment i let go i was on that thing for a half second hand slip i fall i land on my right foot yeah. i sprained my ankle to where it was black and blue almost up to my knee and I had to walk on crutches for the first two weeks of junior high as a fat kid who basically was dressing in my brother's hand-me-downs, who was a nerd four years before me. Yep. Oh. And I was sweating balls going from class to class because I was fat, and crutches are not easy when you're fat kid. Yeah. And so that was how I spent my first two weeks of junior high. Adversity. Oh. Well, oh I mean, God. but yeah. at least we all know junior high kids are really understanding and don't, and don't bully at all. Oh, and my crutches got stolen. <laughs> Saddest thing I've ever heard. This son of a bitch. Uh, Actually, how skinny and fast was this kid? He was skinny and he had a mullet. 
Well, I mean, and it? his last name had the word hell in it. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> what was his name? Well, I don't want to say because I know he had a. Br- <clears throat> it was him and his brother. One of them is now dead, and one's in jail. I don't know which was which. Oh boy! That's oh, okay. so you want to like call him out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute, dude. I, one of them is dead. One's in prison. I don't know which is which. So if yeah, there could be a t- dude. I, I would feel awful if yeah. this podcast were the reason that you got murdered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I just remember the what happened was so my brother would have to pick me up in the car because I couldn't take the bus because of the crutches. So one of my best friends who I ended up being best man in his wedding three years ago, one of the guys I moved to California with, he would sit in the commons with me and wait for my brother, right? So we're sitting there. I had the crutches next to me, and this one guy comes up to me, and he knew me from the bus. Just a total, like the kind of guy you look at him, you're like, oh, troubles are coming. Yep. (laughs) He grabs my, he goes, hey, man, let me check your crutches. I'm like, no, don't do that. He starts hopping around the commons in my crutches and then just hops out of the school (laughs) and doesn't return. So my buddy has to help me hop to my brother's car and I get home that day and uh, my parents come home from work. And I go, uh, so I don't have my crutches. They go, what do you mean you don't have your crutches? I go, some kid took them and didn't bring them back. And I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Yeah. They found the crutches behind the library on the hill. Yeah. And so, of course, the school's like, how'd they get there? So I just told them the truth. And that kid comes up to me like two weeks later after his suspension was over. <laughs> I heard you tattletailed, Laquasto. <laughs> he comes up to me. He goes, hey, man, I'm not going to take your crutches again. He didn't apologize. He goes, I'm not taking your crutches again because I don't want to get in trouble. And I remember thinking in that moment, I go, man, you got a lot more coming. And yeah, I was correct. Yeah. <laughs> Karma, well, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I love that. That's the reason. Hey, man, you're a guy that can't walk without these sticks. I'm not going to take your sticks, but just because it's going to get me in trouble. Like, yeah. not not that it's wrong to take things from a you know from a guy that's got crutches. And the word hell was in his last name. This um, it's so funny the shit that happens when you're younger like that that you don't um forget i forget about that shit until this is brought up you guys are telling your stories and i'm like oh yeah that was miserable let's talk about that <laughs> okay. well i mean so i want to know when you found the the funny bone uh in you because like you know obviously we've talked about it on this podcast too for me like through you know being a, a fat kid it's like i wanted to not be that anymore so i started making people laugh out of that defense I guess, mechanism yeah, yeah defense mechanism and yeah. then i was the funny kid i was in the fat kid so like when did it start for you and and were the parents in support like what were you doing to make your friends laugh uh, oh dude in living color without a doubt if it wasn't yeah. for in living color i don't even know if i ever would have left pennsylvania that show warped my mind at the right time what, do you remember the first sketch you saw on the show that you were like what is this oh d- homie the clown yeah because yeah. like at the time i'm 10 years 11 years old i don't know what homie's real message is i don't realize <laughs> that he's i don't know who the man is right you know what i mean <laughs> But it was You're just for context. But just the cast was all so brilliant, and, and think about the cast. And never in my wildest dreams that I think I'd end up working with some of them. Isn't that crazy? Just batch it. Like dude. who? Uh, well, Tommy like, D. I, I've done a weekend with David Allen Greer. I've done a couple shows with Damon. Damon's um, the man. Yeah. To me, he's. I put Damon Wayans on par for me with Farley and Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. Yeah. And Junior's so goddamn funny. He's too. so good. Oh. Yeah, and a guy and a guy that could have just coasted, but and decided to work. And I love that his dad, uh, Damon, made him not go on stage as Damon Wayans Junior. He made him go on stage as a different name, so people yeah. wouldn't like give him the all right, he's Damon Junior. Like right. they and wouldn't he, give him the courtesy laughs. And I don't know him, but he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Like everyone he's I know that knows man. him said he's the coolest. He's the man. Is, um, but yeah, all the people. And then I remember about a year ago, I lost my mind because I, I'm a huge fan of everyone from the show. 
But one of the more unheralded actors in the show was Kelly Caulfield. Uh, she was yeah. the white blonde. Wow, yeah. yeah. Brilliant character actress. Well, I'm, I sign in at my voiceover agency to, to do a voiceover read, and she comes walking in, and like, you ever have that moment where like, like everything tightens up, like, <gasps> you know? And so her and I, she ends up going into the booth, and then we, we like walk past each other, and I remember I, I walked up and I go, hey, um, I just want to say that I am a massive fan of you, and you, I grew up watching you, and you were really an inspiration for me to be doing what I'm doing today. And like, she was so taken aback. She goes, Oh my God. That, and she was so genuinely and like appreciative of it. And I think maybe That's it made great. her day, but just getting to meet her. Cause I'm sure she doesn't get it every day. No, but right. she's brilliant. And she yeah. was so good. So that show warped my mind. I always wanted to do comedy since then. That show is, is the result. I mean, that show made you go, Oh, that's a something you can do. And, but like prior to that, were you, how were you making people laugh? Or did you even, cause I feel oh. like you do have to see something concrete like that to go, Oh, I can. Yeah, right? I mean, I think maybe I think we all were innately funny without knowing, really, like right. just by acting out or impersonating or lip syncing Weird Al songs to your family. Just For me? sure, okay. I, I know all the, all the Weird Al old school. Got yeah, it. unlock weird yeah. puppet shows for your friends in the seventh grade. What's up? Nice. <laughs> well like done. Um, but I would do weird voices and they were all crass. <laughs> now that you mentioned I remember one of the earliest things I did in front of people. I think it was in third grade. And uh, I don't even know what was going on, but the icky shuffle was really big at the time. <laughs> I love that sentence. <laughs> yeah. We get, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, the icky shuffle was going on. <laughs> and if you don't know who icky shuffle is, he's the guy in the commercials going, we're going to get some cold cuts today. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! Wait, so that was popular. And you were like, and I remember I go. got up in front of my third grade class and I go, hey, you guys know the Icky Shuffle? Uh, this is the Johnny Shuffle. And I just literally just started hopping around the room and everyone <laughs> lost their shit. BT <laughs> style. Yeah, like, def ch like there was a chick that just fell over. She was pounding. I'm kidding. That didn't happen. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. but I mean, just the fact that it, 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 it's, it's looking back on those moments, like as a kid, we just did them because it's like, I got to do this. But looking back, that's a huge risk. Because mm -hmm. if you'd like, hey, it's the Johnny Shuffle, and you started jumping around, it just takes one of the quote-unquote cool kids to like stand up and go, that's stupid. Yeah. And then everyone's now against you. But it, you, 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 we just did it anyway. It crushed. And then from there on out, I was just a jackass all through elementary. And yeah. to this day, my fifth grade teacher will come to every show I, I do back home in Pennsylvania. That's awesome. Him and his wife, always, they're the most supportive. They're the greatest. He'll comment on Facebook. And that's, just that, like, that's so do cool. Do they say, like, we always knew you were going to be great. Uh, he he says stuff like that. He's like, yeah, I always knew you were a little off. <laughs> <laughs> Backhanded compliments. Which I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. You know? So then, all right. So then you in living color, and then you're just like, all right. I mean, eventually, and you go to school where? Uh, University of the Sciences in Philadelphia. What is that? The nerdiest school in America. It's like 2,500 kids, all health. It's the oldest pharmacy school in the world and has like all these health science majors. Oh, shit. That's where I got the PT degree. And you, uh, yeah, because you knew, like, not new, but like, like yeah, because you wanted to go into either nursing or PT or something. The first thing you. I wanted to do since I was a kid was be a sports announcer, mm -hmm. which ironically, I kind of do that now, which yeah. is yeah. weird. But um, yeah, then I was, a, I was like, I'm going to be a physical therapist. Why not? Because I'm in Pennsylvania. I don't, you know, I'm not going to go to LA or anything. Hey, and you know what? Here's the thing about becoming a physical therapist. We're always going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool being able to help my friends out. Like anytime my friends get hurt, they call me and it, it's awesome for me to be like, yeah, come on over. I'll fix you up. And after like one or two sessions, they're like, holy shit, you did fix me up. And you know what? It's so amazing to me. And I didn't know this until like I hurt my back and like I actually had to go through physical therapy, but it's so amazing how like just there's so many 
quacks out there yeah. that just kind of rub some oil on your back and then jerk you off and say, all right, you're, you're done. I mean, I do that, but I want to make sure I fix the injury. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like they, 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 they apply pressure on one part of the back and it does nothing. And then you apply pressure on this other part in a certain way. Yeah. And now that fixes you. That's, that's mind boggling. It's me. fun, man. Yeah. It's like, how do you even, how do you, how do you even figure out that that shit works? Uh, a lot of it. I mean, you, you do your schooling, but it's like anything in comedy. You don't get your experience till you get up or till you go to different spots. Yeah. So like the more you work on people, cause I was full time for a while. And then I've been doing stand up for just over 10 years. But I mean, I worked as a physical therapist up until about a year ago. And so yeah. I was still doing it in the hospital and stuff like that. But as you're trying to figure out, like, even like, you know, your voice, quote unquote, uh, or your, still t- am, your, actually. your touch. No, I'm talking about for physical therapy. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, for physical therapy, like, uh, is there a trial and error with people where they're like, where you're like, does that work? Does that feel good? Like, does it, like, same way you're trying a new joke and you're like, is that going to yeah. be what you guys respond to so I can help develop my point of view? Like, when you're like pressing on someone, you're like, is that, do you, do you, are oh, you yeah. better now? Like, and Dude, they're like, what are you doing? In college, <laughs> yeah. did you go to Kutzman? <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna say, I, I worked on nothing but old Jewish men. What are you doing? <laughs> do you even know what you look like? That's my go to fucking. Uh, <laughs> But no, we uh, we had these like practicals or whatever to where our our uh, professors would act like patients, right? And okay. I remember the one time my patient was one of my professors who happened to be like a short, wide woman, right? And mm-hmm. I had to examine a back injury. And so one of the things you have to do is palpate what's called the uh, the PSIS, the posterior superior the X spine. So uh, it's a little, two little I, bones. I just feel like you entered a Konami code. Yes. <laughs> what's Konami? Up, down, up, down. Up, down, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, slug, start. Contra. Yep. Uh, <laughs> contra. These, yeah. The two little bones that stick out on your low back, right? Yep. And so you're supposed to, well, this chick, she was so wide. It was one of those oh, things where I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know where I can't get in there. So I literally just took my hands and I just go, bam, and I just grab a hold of her hips and just jam my thumbs into the low back. And I go, yep, there they are, and just sounded confident. And I got an A. I think she realized she's like, he ain't going to find them. You think and, she knew? Yeah, she's like, you know what? This one's on me. I'm a little overweight. I'm just going to give him the A. Do you, know, do, do you think that's like maybe the barometer for I'm, I'm probably overweight if I n- – knowingly going into a PT session, know that this guy ain't going to be able to find my Konami. <laughs> this Konami is, is, is invisible. Uh, it was a trip, man. Wow. It, yeah. it's, it's so crazy, too, that um, that you like would go from gigs to, I mean, you work all day. Yeah. In the, and then, I mean, I remember meeting up with you at gigs in like Brea, and your office was down there, I think. Yeah, my hospital I worked at was like 20 minutes from Brea. So I would do a 10 hour shift and then go right to a show and then do like a 17 hour day, sleep a couple yeah. hours, go back. And yeah, it was a weekend. Guy. And then drive up to Hollywood. I mean, it's crazy. Like the people who don't understand, like, I mean, the hours that you've put in for this is, I mean, at what point did you have a shift when you go? Cause that should be enough to maybe like knock you out of doing this. If you're working a, a 10 to 17 hour day, Johnny, and then yeah. to go do a show, it would be completely valid and understandable if you were just like, I'm not feeling it tonight. And I remember seeing you at a show sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, fucking dude, I worked, I worked six hours as Wolverine today. This guy fucking works 17 hours trying, really trying helping to, me. And trying he, to find the Konami. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I never found it. Where did you get that? <laughs> not that attitude. Where did you just, where did you find the, I guess, chutzpah? inside of you to go like i'm just what whatever it takes i'm gonna do this when it comes down to it i think as a comic if you're gonna do it as long as we all have you got to be a stubborn son of a bitch man and like (laughs) once i committed to doing it i'm so stubborn i'm like i am not 
given up and I'm just going to keep going until forever, I guess, because, you know, I, I was also lucky too, because I had that job. And so when I would leave the hospital, it's like, all right, well now I can get away from the sickness and I can actually go out and have fun. Yeah. I just got to jump around a little bit to get my energy back, you know? And, uh, it's interesting too, because like a lot of comics would, would say like, well, you know, at least you got the job. So, you know, comedy's not that big, big of a deal. I'm like, what? The f no, that's, it's a big deal to me because that's why I have the job because I care so much. I want to put as much money into my career as possible. Mm -hmm. Like if I didn't want to do comedy, I would just, like you said, I would just go home and right. pass out. So. Yeah. I mean, and so do you ever just want to like jump and choke some of the young guys that are like, oh man, drive out to that club for no money? Ugh. Dude, do you guys think that the, <laughs> the, the 20 something comics have like a sense of entitlement about them that we didn't have? It's weird. I don't know. I mean, I can't fully comment on it because I don't yeah. know the world, but I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like the grumpy old man that's like, hey, kids and they're not appreciation. But, 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 but I, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, you know, individuals right now that I know, but I, and I don't know their work ethic or. Well, and the thing is, is I think you're going to have people that work, like, you're going to have all forms of the spectrum. Sure. Where you're going to have the comics, like we're discussing right now, that are, are like, I don't want to do that gigs. it's an open mic, and pff, they're not paying me? The fuck? Well, there's more opportunity now yeah. for these young comics, I think, to get, like, on a list or on a something that maybe gives them that false sense of, like, I'm further along than I thought I was. You know yeah. what? Fuck that. Fuck that. Oh, Santa Barbara for... 15 minutes and 50 bucks. I okay. still do that. I was on that. <laughs> I was on that list. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe there is that a little bit because there's just more adulation to be had. Yeah. And I'll still do gigs that completely just humble me to where it's like, it, it depends on what your outlook is. Like I'll be driving home and part of me would be like, what are you doing? The other part of me is like, well, at least you got up. And it's like, let's go the positive route. You gotta go the positive route, man. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a glass half empty, world so it's like you got to fill it up anyway you can. yeah yeah it's like you know there, there's wow put that on a bumper sticker adam right wow, it's a dude. glass half empty world so fill it up well look i can. can't look here's the thing with your with, if, with your comes come come <laughs> right. Right right fill it up right on top of find that kunam <laughs> just fill it up somehow i mean i think there's there's um i don't know I, also there's a lot of sacrifice i mean have you like i know i've personally sacrificed like relationships oh, with yeah. women have you, I mean, I've only ever had two girlfriends my whole life. They both were off and on for two years. And, uh, actually the last one was over six years ago now. But when I finally broke, what, what broke the camel's back was yeah. stand up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I drove all the way out to Vegas for just for a one 10 minute guest spot at yeah. the LA comedy club. Cause I want to get booked, it. right? Yep. Did this, did the spot. It was fine. I'm driving back. From, keep in mind, I'm exhausted, dude. I drove out there. I know I have to work the next two days at the hospital. I'm driving back by myself. Wait, she, so you just drove out to the gig and drove back? I drove out on a Thursday night, did yeah. the spot, and drove back first thing Friday morning, and then I had to work oh, at the hospital all weekend. Oh, my God. She starts laying into me over the phone, just like, how stupid are you to drive out to Vegas for 10 minutes? You're not getting paid, blah, 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 blah. And like, all these voices start going off in my head, and then as soon as we hang up, I remember I asked myself, I go, can I deal with this for the rest of my life? And I'm like, no. Why am I with her? I got home and I broke up with her mm. and she ended up getting married on television like six months later. So Whoa. bullet dodged. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. And that woman, Katie Couric. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wow. That's crazy. Are you so, allowed to say who that is? Yeah, no. of course. You, I mean, I mean it's up to you. She's not famous. Oh, okay. She got married on Tori Spelling's uh, reality show. All right, well, Wait, do you that. know Andrea? But what? No, <laughs> no, I don't know. I just guessed no, the her, name. Her name was, um, okay. uh, oh, Emily. That's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, uh, 
Okay, so so, so wait, wait. So you had, so you had one guy. So you had one guy who crossed you, who's now either dead or in prison. Yep. And then the other woman who crossed you got married on national. T- don't cross John Lequasto. Yeah. Do not uh, do not fuck him over. It was weird, man. Like she, the funny <laughs> thing is, she kept trying to hang out with me till like May, and I was like, I was like, no. She was trying to pull off those little girl tricks. I'm like, no, we're just friends. Whatever. What are those tricks? Just you know, she's like, oh, you have some stuff at my apartment. I was like, oh, maybe I do. I go over in there, and she's like wearing next to nothing. I'm like, don't you dare. <laughs> okay, but I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving right after so seven tough, minutes. Right? <laughs> no cuddling. Well, fine. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I remember uh, sometime in like June of like 2010, uh, I, I stopped by her place. She's like, "You really have stuff here. Pick it up." I go and and I see these like little uh, business cards, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "There's another name." I go, "Who's that?" She goes, "That's my boyfriend." I'm like, "Okay, that's funny." I leave, and sure enough, they get engaged. I think they got engaged within weeks after meeting, and then they uh, submitted for this. Tori and Dean had a uh, they had a shitty reality show called Home Sweet Hollywood, but then they had a one-year spinoff called Storybook Wedding, and they submitted to it, and they got chosen, and yeah. they got married on television, and our, our two pet rats, which I bought, got a TV credit before I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what? Like the, what? Rat, like, the rats were ring bearers? Yeah, dude. The rats were in golden cages at oh the reception and at the wedding. The what? rats that all I right. bought. Now, all right. why'd you have pet rats, first of all? She convinced me to get them. They're actually really cool. Are they? I lost them in the breakup. I mean, but like, if if a rat is in the wedding party, don't you think that's a little bit of a sign? Uh, well, one could say. Yeah. Sure. Now, are you a big animal guy? Why did yeah. rats? Okay. Love animals. Unless and rats. A, yeah. I mean, you don't draw the line. No, dude, they're really cool. They're like little puppy dogs. They're really cool pets. What? I, I, she sold me on them, and we got these two rats. They were the one was a Dumbo-eared rat. Didn't know those existed. Why do rats get a bad rap? Uh, I think because of uh, well, number one, Master Splinter's not pretty. Uh, eh, you know, the whole plague thing killed yeah, off, like, that. everyone. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But, but there's rat breeders out there, just like dogs. But also, Master Splinter's not pretty, but, like, he fucking he had... Was wise. He was wise, and he, had, he was 87 years old with a jujitsu degree. <laughs> yeah. And he still got shit done. He was like Mr. Miyagi. You know yep. he fucked a lot of bitches in that sewer, by the way. I think April O'Neil probably took a turn. Come on. Yeah. At one point, he was like, do you want the last slice of pepperoni? <laughs> Do you want the top story? <laughs> One time. Do you want a top story? One time, my my master Hamato Yoshi watched the porno. Good pull. I saw the porno, mimicking the movements from my cage. I learned the entire Kama Sutra that I was able to now stimulate. Oh my I w- God. I can now simulate the Kama Sutra on you, on you. God damn it, Raphael! Close the door. <laughs> There was a small chance that I named the turtles reverse cowgirl, doggy style, helicopter, and banana republic. Another sex move, just a store I really like to get my shells from. I taught from. Donatello the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, he had to teach him more than just karate. <laughs> but why? Okay, so they're sweet characters. They're sweet pets. Yeah, they were They were sweet pets, but I, I lost them. Just to get away from I'm like, take, keep the rats. Totally yeah, cool. Just, but they were part of the wedding. And I remember, um, do you guys remember Robbie Pickard? Yeah. He's, he's oh, yeah. Good buddy of mine. When the, when the episode finally aired, uh, he came over, we got a pizza, and he actually, unknowingly to me, actually recorded me talking shit to the episode the entire time. That's amazing. And he still has it on his phone somewhere. But That's yeah, awesome. we. Um, I remember bitching at one point and go, this goddamn rat's got a TV credit before me. <laughs> Just get real mad. I, uh, like we live, we live in a society where I can't believe that that is possible. Like that, yeah. like 
every celebrity in every reality show and everything that person had a life before then and mm-hmm. there and there are people that are watching the episode uh I, I i had a i had a girlfriend who one time i found out that she cheated on me because she went on the millionaire matchmaker what? and and <laughs> fucked the guy the millionaire yeah he, she fucked the millionaire because oh she would rather fuck him obviously than the comic that was just making feature money yeah well but, look at her now I yeah she's, she ain't with a millionaire now is she no nope. man even if she was still with me she still wouldn't be with a millionaire That's but okay. hey hey <laughs> whatever she, there's perks to dating you we all know it sure parking parking <laughs> credible parking yeah, yeah. Uh, you, don't need, you don't need a better perk than that yeah 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 just, i mean yeah especially living in los angeles parking man. johnny mm-hmm. what do you love more stand-up or hosting oh stand-up yeah, but I mean, hosting is just so fun, though. I mean, cause when you think about it, though, it's it's kind of similar. Like if you're hosting a comedy show, like there's there's different parallels to it. But stand up is just it's something that's so unique. I just wish uh, I I want to do it every single night. Like we all want to mm-hmm. do it every single night in front of amazing crowds. It doesn't yeah. always happen. But I mean, hosting is just it's it, it's like you guys know it's just a different. I love interviewing people. I love yeah. talking to people. I love getting to know about them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I really have a strong love for both of them. But like stand up, I mean, who doesn't want to have their own special someday? Well, you guys both know. I mean, <laughs> like, well, I don't have one. This guy's about to have a second one. I know. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that May, a big... May 20th on Showtime? Yeah. Brad Williams had issues. All right. There's my plug. Okay. Hey. Do, do you, is that something that's been a, like, is that a goal? Like, you know, obviously, I think it's um, not crazy, but like, it's somewhat lofty to have goals in this business because you can definitely, you need them because you need those benchmarks to like drive yourself. Yeah. But you can't, you can control what you do. And uh, then there's luck and timing, and there's a lot of other shit that needs to fall into place. Sure, but I think like definitely willing and manifesting and and driving towards like I'm gonna do a special. Like I I've been speaking in terms lately of like I want to shoot one this fall. You know, there you go. But also I'm giving myself I'm going to uh, operate through those um, you know goggles of like uh, working hard for that. But also I don't want to just put one up if um, if it's not the right time or if it's like not with. I don't know. There's no rush also, too. Like, right. so if it was another year, but also, like, you know, I'll be 10 years in in fall of 2017, and I go, mm-hmm. that seems to me like a good time to put one out. Yeah. But also, if the timing's not, like, you have to weigh those other factors. Sure. Um, you don't want to just throw it out there, and then your special will be named Willy Nilly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty great name for a special. Like, Willy Nilly. <laughs> like, I mean, no, it's my cum's cum. Let's not get away from that too far. Uh, mm-hmm. But did- so... Yeah, but you're preparing for it. That way, if it does happen, you're going to be absolutely ready. And I'm and sure you're doing the same thing, right? Like every like mm-hmm. building everything. Like at some point, you go, all right. Like what would I? Oh, what man. would be a part of the whole piece? It's so the- fun. Like every special I watch, because like now you know we're at the point where our friends are getting specials, and mm-hmm. I'm watching them. It's fun to watch. And I'm like, God, like I have you have ideas that pop in. Yeah, brain. right. That's what I would same- do for mine. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like I'm not complaining. It's like I as long as I get better at everything that I do, I, I got to believe that eventually, you know, that's all you can control, though. That's it. Brenner's told me that like way early on when i was so upset three years in i was like i don't have montreal i haven't gotten gotham just a little bitch ass like complaining like Mm -hmm. three years in like i you know deserve stuff and he was like dude write every day get on stage all the time you can control that like you get better and the other shit will happen when it's supposed to happen yeah because you can't like you can get upset we all do but it's like you can't like like for example i sent a half hour into comedy central and you know like when you think you could see how many views it has Mm -hmm. it has one view i don't think they watched it but that's yeah, well, just, I got through three minutes and I couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just life. If they don't want to watch it, all right, fine. Then whatever. You yeah. just move on and you just, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to keep yeah, working. Uh, yeah, and, and like, t- 
to the bottom line is in this business, if you are funny and you work hard, you will always work in some way, shape, or form. You you may not you'll you'll never get the things you want to get in this business like when you want them. Yep. Like because then we were we we would have all had specials three years in or less. Oh, that special would have been awful. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. Is this so funny to look back oh. like that? And you're like, oh man, I wanted to be a star when I had. Yeah. Yeah. You ever watch your old sets? Last Christmas, um, I saw a bunch of old DVDs at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I watched sets from my first two years, and I I couldn't sit through it. I was like, "This guy's full of shit." <laughs> what is he? What doing? were you talking about? Oh man, I remember the first joke. Uh, well, I'm, I still have my first set ever from the Irvine Improv, nice. and I remember it, it involved wow. uh, it involved Michael Jackson. Set. Well, I did a comedy class. Oh, okay. So it ended yeah, with yeah, a yeah, six yeah. week. Uh, what do they teach you in that? Uh, this, actually, our teacher was really good. He had just done Premium Blend and actually was rep by what used to be Levity. Yep. And so he was good. So like it's just you know the basics and how to try to write jokes and shit. And then you had a six minute like showcase in front of the friendliest audience of all time because it's all friends and family. Oh yeah, and everyone's terrible. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I remember this one guy. He drove a party van and looked like a fat Vince Neil. And so Vince Neil, fatter Vince Neil. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> he actually had a belt that was electronic and it spelled laugh damn it during his set, and he wore a white mink coat. <laughs> I mean, you make fun, but now I know what I'm going to go buy on Amazon. Right I'll after take this. my heroes for a thousand dollars, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did not headline. Uh, oh. But yeah, I remember my first set ever on uh, the Irvine Improv. It involved. I remember there was a, an OJ joke. There was a Michael mm-hmm. Jackson thing. Of course. Uh, what was but, your Michael Jackson joke? Because I had one too. Oh, um, and was, I want to hear yours if you remember it. Yes, it was back when he was on trial. Okay. So we're talking like 2005. You got it. And I said, uh, I said, if Michael Jackson's on trial for what he's on trial for, shouldn't they put his dick in a lineup? And I said, you know, I think it would be pretty easy to figure out which dick is Michael Jackson. All the kid would have to do is point out, be like, it's the tiny white one with the makeup and the French braided ball hair. <laughs> wow. That's like, wow. Yeah. Aggressive. Shut okay. up. Okay. Yes. Shut I know. Up. I love it. Coming for the uppercuts. Yeah. Are you ready for mine? Yes. So it was in 04, and he had just come out with his number one, his CD of number ones mm-hmm. called One, I think, of just all the singles. Very, I'm to think of who this is. Very Michael Jackson. Title. Oh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, oh, it came wow. out with the CD of just all his like, top singles. It was called One. I had Nelly in my head. And I go, I go uh, Michael Jackson just came out with his uh, CD of number one hits. Of course, it's got all the classics, uh, Beat It, Thriller, and uh, you know my, my personal favorite, Okay, I Admit It, I Fucked the Kid in the Ass. <laughs> I did that in London when I was studying abroad. That was a remix. As like an opener every time. And open strong. <laughs> I remember I told it to one buddy in the States before I went over there, and he goes, that's hilarious, dude. Do that every show. <laughs> now, then, looking back, yeah. he could have been setting me up. You know what's fun to do is, and I've done this, I've done this a few times, where every now and then I'll go back, and even now, I'll do the first joke I ever wrote Oof. on stage. Just to see if I can like what was it? sell it enough. What was it? And make, all right, uh, my my first joke was a story, and it's, it it's a true story that a uh, I was in a hotel one time, and an Arabic guy saw me and uh, just started freaking the fuck out, and he just yelled out, "Oh my god, it's a demon! Get away from me, you little no. demon!" And and like and then everyone was looking at me like, "Oh my god, this guy just called a a human being a." demon that's so sad and i started running after the guy like like, like that and i just ran after him and uh yeah and, and so that, that i mean that's essentially the joke it's just the story the physical humor early yeah, on yeah and uh, that was the first joke i ever said on stage nice and uh, so every, every now and then i'll just kind of bring it back and if it gets laughs i go 
I knew I was going to be good at this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just like, you know, just some sort of thing like that. And it's not the most well-structured bit, but just no. to do it again and kind of get laughs, you're like, okay. Yeah, I you could add a little tag to it. Yeah. You know, Konami. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how, well, that's how I, that's how my comes, come, comes. Hadouken. <laughs> Johnny, how much, when you, uh, you start hosting these Tough Mudder things. Uh, yeah, I was doing like some live events with them and stuff like that. Yeah. How? Ran one. Yeah, did you really? Oh, brutal. This those, is... those seems like the those seems like uh, <laughs> I've been that beer, that beer is strong. Um, mm-hmm. Those seem like the I don't know um, Iron Man 2.0. Are t- uh, is Tough Mudder the toughest physical competition in the world? No, not even close. I think uh, a marathon is way worse. I think a triathlon is way worse. Tough Mudder is just like 11.5 miles, and you could walk it if you want to. I mean, you just got to get through it. But the hardest part about it is realizing what a moron you are for signing up for. <laughs> Why? It's just silly. It's like you're running through mud. You're scaling massive walls. You're you got to swim Crawling in ice under water, barbed wire, and yeah, stuff you, like that. You got to. There's all oh, for charity, or is it for personal growth? Here's the problem, and I have a, this is why I, one of the reasons that I'm I stopped doing them is because Tough Mudder is basically a fraudulent company. The the guy that owns it doesn't really donate any money to Wounded Warrior Project. He's just Ooh. raking in the money. Yeah. Do the and, Tough Mudder guy, Papa John, and fucking um the guy who started Girls Gone Wild, almost <laughs> fucking party yeah. together every yeah. weekend, just right? Laugh. In the den of hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they, call it, Man- they call it Hitler's basement. <laughs> and, then, and then Peyton Manning shows up with his jersey tucked into his jeans. Ooh. Shots fired, Laquasto. He's going, he's going Don't to talk about look. the forehead that way. <laughs> Come on, you, you tuck a jersey into jeans? Come on, I mean, you've got to show off the number. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Man. I, I, but... I'm 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 fascinated with this trend of that's going on now with like fitness where it's not you, you can't just do 50 push-ups a day. Mm-mm. Now you have to run through <laughs> mud in time, like with, with with guys firing M16s at you and you have to duck <laughs> and you're doing shoulder rolls under barbed wire. It's yeah. like whatever happened to just doing a curl? Yeah, then you got to pull a bullet out of your arm. <laughs> it's like you got to scream while doing it. Yeah, it's, it's like you got you got tough mutter. There's something called a battle frog. You know what it is? It's, 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 it's nuts. You got to use the Pythagorean theorem to cure a blind kid's <laughs> fucking chlamydia. Avogadro's numbers involved somehow. Dude, it's I'm nuts. telling you, it's, it's white people getting bored. That's all it is. Yes. It's white people realizing, oh, we have it pretty good. Let's just pay someone to put obstacles in our way. Is that what it is? I think so. Think about it. Mud runs? That's total white people stuff. Yeah, it's like my life life is awesome. How can I relate to people whose lives suck? Yeah. I know. Let me do this shit. I mean. It's it's weird as hell. It's like everyone gets, I think LA people get into fitness when they have nothing else going. Ever notice like how many hot chicks get into fitness? It's because they don't really have anything else happening. (laughs) I just love fitness now. It's like, yeah, because you're not working. I mean, I do know... I do know a good chunk of these girls, and actually, there's some who run these uh, spin classes that I've been like contemplating go. taking, just just for the view, oh. the view, but also like they post about them so much that I'm definitely genuinely intrigued. Where I'm like, God, your hashtags are so not inspirational. <laughs> That's not, not the word I'm looking for, okay. but so excessive yeah, and right. so like, it's like they've coined their names into terms and like. The pictures I've seen some of them on like spinnerific. <laughs> I want to punch you, but I'm not Spin- close enough to your face. Inspirational. Oh my god, that one I would actually I would I would repost that. I want inspiration. I want to I want to punch you if I didn't want to go down on you. So, wow, you sound like Max. Wait, I didn't, wait. John, that's Johnny's eat, pray, love. Yes. 
Yep. I would want to punch you if I didn't want to go down on you. Mm-hmm. That, a man's one. guide to not beating come, up. Come to the stage. I know a girl. She used to live in my building who I initially met like in hosting class years ago who now mm-hmm. is just strictly doing the fitness thing. And she looks good. She does. But when she posts those photos, her hashtags are almost as bad as like when you see the comedy hashtags. Like a comedian will post a picture. Hashtag stand up. Like, hashtag comedy. Hashtag uh, stand up comedy. Hashtag uh, fun. Hashtag comedy grind. Hashtag comedy road life. Also, enough show. with the hashtags. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Too lazy. Yeah. No. No. No one was like, "Well, I w- I wasn't going to hire her for that show, but man, twenty seven hashtags. Yeah. Well, Spinnerific. I would that, hire that, anybody. That, that yeah. takes gumption. Wait, no. Spinnerific. Wait. Spinspirational. Spinspirational. Spinnerific is going to be on E in the fall. <laughs> you guys know that. Oh yeah, Ryan Seacrest is producing. Yeah, right? it's going to be yeah, right yeah, after yeah, yeah. Sunset Tan. <laughs> Boy, that was a great show. <laughs> oh, man. If that doesn't Why there isn't a workplace comedy parroting like the tanning booth world is beyond me. Good point, especially after that show. Wait, so, okay, so, I, so, all right, so you would host these things, but how would you host them? Oh, I was, wor- it was, I was, I was working for Bix, so literally I was just on a microphone just trying to motivate people and then talking shit to people. Run faster! Yeah, just like, like as they were going to the finish line, like, I'm sorry, the starting line, some people would be dressed up really cool, so I would like, you know, like a lot of people dressed up as pro wrestlers, like I saw a lot of Warriors, saw a lot of Hogan's, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I saw an Indiana Jones one time who dressed fully as Indiana Jones and had a fake body strapped to his back. <laughs> that's pretty solid. The- Dude, I mean, went overboard. That, I feel like that's what you have to... If you're not doing that, why are you even entering the competition? If you're not dressing... If you're not seeing Indiana Jones yeah. scaling the wall if covered not, in mud... Yeah, if, if, if you're not Luke Skywalker with Yoda yeah. like, on, like on your back, like, come on, have a little fun. Well, some people would do it literally for competition where they would finish in like an ex- just a crazy short amount of time and then yeah. they would try to win money as the year. But that you would look at them, they would look like a damn amphibian. Like they right. just their, their body was all like weirdly ripped. But I'd be like, worried about those people. Yeah, like yeah. they were they were like their own avatar. <laughs> like they actually had tails. Like weird. Johnny, we got about five minutes left. Oh shit! This has been amazing. Man, yeah, this is so much. Fun. We'll have to do it again. It's an honor to, to be on the show. Oh, you're the best. And uh, and and you and you mentioned that your your dream was to be an announcer, and now and now you're and now you're doing that. Plug where you. Where you do that? Yeah, man. I, I uh, a pro wrestling announcer for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which is really cool. Um, I have a also a wrestling podcast. So much wrestling. It's called the Wrestling Compadre Slamcast. It's at Wrestling Buds on Twitter, and uh, we're a, which I w- which I've been on, which is so much fun. You yeah, have, you have sound effects for days. I, I have a soundboard. The cool thing is, it's yeah, actually it's we're about great. to get some really big news on it. I just I can't say don't say it yet. But okay. it's about to be something really cool that That's I'm awesome. super excited about. So uh, fingers crossed on that. But yeah, at Wrestling Buds, um, I host DC Movie News, which mm-hmm. is at DC Movies SK. You're a big movie guy. Uh, it, with DC is especially with the whole you know Batman Superman drama mm-hmm. going on, which is is fun. there drama? Oh yeah, dude. well because everyone says that the movie sucked, polarizing. Well, but, here's what. And then you got guys like me that are like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Does that make me a horrible person? Well, it does. Okay, but no. I'm just kidding. no. <laughs> Here's no, here's what I'll say, not seeing it, but just based off of, hey, did I play a Marvel uh, comic character at a theme park? Yeah, I did. Does that give me the jurisdiction to make some sort of like educated response on these movies? No, it does not. Yeah, but you still should. But uh, do I still? Yes. Yeah. Um, because did I get high and play Wolverine sometimes? Maybe. Yeah. Did kids ask me what my favorite food was and I said potato salad? Maybe. That's Whoa. not what we're talking about. And as you're going to get the flavored popcorn down the street. <laughs> oh, dude, I was a piece of shit. Oh. Popcornopolis. So good. Yeah, it was yeah. there. Yeah, it was the you. best. I mean, you. Popcornopolis is the that rivals Spinspirational <laughs> as my favorite word of the week. I mean, I think. I, all right, uh, whenever this podcast comes out, probably all our hashtags will somehow include. 
Popcornopolis and Spinspiration. Well, you know what? Let yeah, me just say this with all, with all sincerity. <laughs> I think the problem with Batman versus Superman on the surface mm. is that it's too few of feuds. You know what I'm saying? First of all, who gives a shit that they're fighting each other? Are they fighting each other? They do. Sure. First scene. Yeah. Let them, dude, stay in your lane. And if you are gonna and if you are gonna put them up against each other, bring in others. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bring in the popcornopolis <laughs> villain. Bring, bring in, in the spin inspiration. The hot spin chick. Also bring in villains we don't expect. Yeah. Bring in Kevin Bacon from a River Wild. <laughs> Thank you. Bring in that would uh, that would make the movie incredible. Bring yeah. in um, bring in Don Rickles from uh, from uh, Dirty Work. Thank from you. Dirty Work. Wow. Well done, you baby gorilla. <laughs> Batman versus Superman versus Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> from Looney Tunes. Now, uh, now I'll say. Now I'll say. You need to stay in your lane now. <laughs> versus a- the Agro Crag from Guts. Ooh. Or make that oh. be the last thing they have to do. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. They have to beat the aggro Craig. <laughs> Guts. Yes. And that's when J.D. Ross shows up. You thought you were done. Now it's time to go to the fun house. <laughs> do you think that even gets pitched in the rooms? Or are you immediately fired if you even, like, breach that subject? I don't know. I think one of us should be hired and find out. Well, that's I, absolutely. Yeah. So you just, okay. So real quick, you're you're when you see movies, you you have a very critical eye when you see them. Yeah, because a little bit. I, I'll be honest. I'm simple, man. I, I enjoy most movies that I see. What I'm, is your fa- What is your uh, the, the movie that you can watch all the time? If it's on TBS oh. or TNT or PAX or NBC or you're like, man, I'm having a down day. Yep. I just found out my four of them. You know, my girl got married on TV. What do you watch? Oh no, that was a great day. <laughs> so happy to dodge that. Oh, okay, so what, do you ce- so what do you celebrate with? Yeah, celebrate uh, UHF. Wow. Big We're Lebowski. Weird out, yeah. Dolomite. Kids in the Hall brain candy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you, you know what? Some movies that aren't typically on the lists. No, but, no one's really. But Well, except for like, except for maybe like Lebowski. Sure. But at the same time, when you say them, I go, yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Just so fun. Totally There's get nothing it. better than a good exploitation film. Dolomite. I was... <laughs> I'll be honest. I watch. I watch. Someone Dolomite. please isolate that audio yeah. for when Johnny gets his first like major network job. Uh, SNL new cast member John Lacuasto had this to say about about racial movies. There's nothing better than a great black exploitation nope. movie. Said on the About Last Night podcast. Woo-hoo. More listens. Schoolboy. More uh. listens. <laughs> Schoolboy, dude, I was so obsessed with Dolomite in college. Actually, a lot of people thought people started calling me Johnny Dolomite. My one buddy lost a ten dollar bet because oh. he was so convinced my last name was Dolomite. He <laughs> lost the bet with one of my other friends. I was like, you could have just asked me. Yeah, he's like, no, nah, man, I knew your name was Dolomite. I'm like, well, I owe you ten. That would be like if, if someone said their last name was Transformer. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, but it, he, you know what? Uh, it's funny you say Dolomite. I was once in a sketch where I was playing. Dolomage? What? Yeah, I was Dolomage. Please tell me you've seen the movie. Uh, I I have not. So I didn't. I, I didn't even know what I was parroting. But all all I know is I was in a purple zoot suit and I got the and I got the slap a hoe. I got it on VHS. We'll watch it. I got the whole class. I was in a purple zoot suit. Who was the hoe? Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it. How dare you? No, no, Spoken no, like a true pimp. Didn't no, even get her first name. No. Yeah. I, okay, I'm going to bring this. Wow. Uh, the the girl I slapped in the sketch wow. uh, ended up being the girl who, in an episode of Little Women Los Angeles, oh. yelled at me because she didn't like my stand-up comedy because I said the word midget. Wait, and now, I was there that night. Yes, you were. I was on that show, and yes, you were you like, were. now i got to go talk to this chick on camera. 
But I've never seen Brad Moore not enthused. Like it was almost like I'm gonna go talk to this shit on camera well, now because I suck. knew I knew what it was gonna be. Yeah. I, I knew I was gonna get out there and I, I was gonna have this chick who now I know why she was so mad at me because I slapped her in a sketch. But uh, it, it, it was scripted. It was scripted, scripted, people. I did not go off like. Well, I feel like this was a character decision. No, I did not do that. I did not do that. Stand down. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I knew that I was at. I I had to walk outside and have uh and have this woman be like, "You said the word midget, and that's exploitive." And now I have to defend myself. Yeah. So like, I knew that was about to happen, which I did. I think I did a pretty good job. Then they cut that entire part of the scene. Yeah. Well, at least you had the experience. <laughs> uh, Johnny, can I make a recommendation for your next beer title? Yeah. Slap a hoe. <laughs> that's gonna Sla- be it's gonna Sla- be a hoppy beer. <laughs> <laughs> Slap a whole beer. Oh, are you thinking in terms of titles for the next uh, brew, the next batch? I think I. What is this one called again? Uh, Apperberry Ale. Yeah, but that okay. Oh, as far as the name for the well, beer, that's that's on to me. Sounds like the flavor. What's the name? Like, yeah, you got to name. Like, is there a, a name? name? You got to name your beer, man. Where's Appleberry Ale? Is that like in the beer world? You just call what it is. I just made. I just split Apperberry and a- Apricot. I do beer. like that. Yeah, don't yeah. don't take that as me not liking it because that is fun to say and it sounds flavorful and exciting. But like the J Lo, how about the wide load? Going back See, to the Halloween. Wide that's load. what I'm saying, dude. Although I could I just like call it. it the about last night. This is the first beer I've opened from the batch. I mean, and if you I'm drink a... enough of these, you'll be trying to explain yourself the next morning. <laughs> so about oh shit, wow, a tie-in. Know what I'm saying? I like it. And you guys enjoyed like the it, beer, Johnny. and that's all that matters. Johnny was really good. Yeah, uh, and it, that's an have? understatement. It was delicious. Thank you. It mm-hmm. was one. You know what? That. Was the, that? The, Go ahead. It was one of the best beers I've had in the last oh, 24 hours. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, it was downright inspirational. Mm-hmm. And I know you were on the, the brewery tour early this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, Whew, suck it, microbrewers <laughs> out there. Quiz Light doesn't have a wide load in the works. <laughs> no. No, there's no such thing. Wide load in the first one. I want to know real quick. People call you J-Load for now and then, yeah? Sure. Does that, has you, have you ever found yourself in a position to where, like, you've thought to... Have you made like a J-Lo joke or has there been like a J-Lo? Yeah. Has somebody said, has a has a diehard J-Lo fan been like, hey man, how dare you? Uh, well, no, there was a moment in college where uh, my college basketball coach would always call me J-Lo, right? And uh, there was this moment where I, I ended up having, to, long story short, I ended up having to do something stupid during a basketball game. And he instructed me going, hey, J-Lo, get over and do that. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Wait, wait, wait. Minute. What? What did you have to do? It's, it's, a, it's a couple minute story. I don't want to take it anymore. It's it's crazy. I it's a we're not not hearing that. Okay. Yeah, you have to do this now. So we had nine people on our team that night. We had a, a guy on academic probation and two guys injured. So we only suited up nine. Only four guys on the bench. I would never get in. You know, we are on the same team. I wasn't. I'm not. You good. were great. No, Dude, stop I, I was that. a GPA booster, and I know that. I had a three point four. I, I swear to God, I boosted our team's GPA. Johnny, there were games on the Sean Kim kids, and we had oh a solid team. God, Jeff Keith, so Brian Moot, Jeff Dye, Ari mm-hmm. Shafir. We did. You were, Paul we were Morrissey all. Paul Morrissey and his Paul. fiery Irish temper. <sighs> Don't get me started. Man. Love you. I, hey, Paul, I love you. We ended on sour terms. Oof. I would love to have you on the podcast someday, but we have to have a heart to heart about what happened <laughs> in some of those games. Before you do that, a lot of anger. Um, a lot of anger. So yeah, nine people. Johnny, you contribute. There was a game I remember when you hit like four threes in a row. <sighs> That's all I hate. <laughs> so many pills. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to get doped up just to play. So many cream ball. cheese uh, ham rolls. Yeah, that's Adam, what it was. that was NBA Jam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's nine guys. So nine guys, and we're playing our conference rival. Their their front line is like six eleven and six ten, way bigger than us science nerds, you know. So you were playing the actual Sean Kemp kids. We're playing the real Sean Kemp kids. <laughs> they're full grown. Fuck off, Brad. Yeah, full, 
I take offense to that. We might have named our rec league after the hypothetical kids, but to make a real joke about it, fuck off, dude. They were only eight years old. That's a crazy thing. <laughs> they were, they were right. just that All big. Right. I'm getting ready to pull the plug on they the called, They were called the Rain Boys. Make one. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Make you one Sam Perkins joke, and I'll stab you both in the urethra <laughs> with a big, smooth oh, pencil. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, well done. So it's a close game. Second half, one guy fouls out. We're down to three guys on the bench. One guy gets hurt. We're down to two guys on the bench. Another dude fouls out, and then the, the kid who sat next to me, who barely got in, he was also yeah. a spaz. He had to get in the game, right? Right. So it gets down to the final three seconds of the game. It's a tie ball game, right? One of our guys drives in the lane, gets hit so hard, Blood starts pouring out of his face like a yep. sieve all over our home white oh, jersey, shit. right? Yeah. Forced timeout, and I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go shoot the damn free throws with the game on the line. And that's when my assistant coach turns to me. He goes, you ready? And, like, in slow motion, I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this, right? <laughs> so we get in the huddle. He comes over. He's holding his nose, blood all over his jersey, right? We get in the huddle, and that's when my coach turns to me. He's like, hey, J-Lo. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, I'm ready to go in. I go, yeah, coach. He goes, take off your jersey and give it to Rashid. I'm like, what? He, they made me get in the huddle and take off my warm-up, take off my jersey, hand my jersey over to Rashid, and then put my warm-up back on over my shirtless body. And he went back in the game, and the referees didn't say anything. He went in with, like, my number 20 when he was number, like, 34. The refs didn't say shit. I wanted to sabotage our team so bad. He hit one out of two free throws, and then the other team missed a half quarter to, to lose the game. But, like, everything about it was illegal. Like, I don't... I don't <laughs> He switched jersey. And like, yeah. what did the ref think we had OxyClean on the sidelines? Like, there was blood all over his jersey. And he came in with a fresh jersey. It's like, well, yeah, sure. That that kid looks like a Laquasto. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, he was black. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And yet, really? uh, yeah, I, I was supposed to check in the game. And uh, to this day, I'm still a little pissed off about it. And then the next day in practice, we have like the little pre-practice huddle. And yeah. he goes, first things first, I want to say this. I had no trouble putting J-Lo in that game last night. And I'm like... Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, because you didn't do it. You did everything possible to not put me in the game. I finished the game with hard nipples because I didn't have a jersey on. It was, to this day, it's still, like, I, I don't think that was legal. I don't think you just switch jerseys after you when, when the refs call a timeout due to injury and blood, mm -hmm. I don't right. think you could hop right back in. No. Last I checked. That's what's great about sports. Shit like that, you'll never forget. You never, nope. you never forget. Like, I, I'll never forget scoring yeah. on my own team in the <laughs> sixth grade in soccer. I'll never forget scoring on my team. The ball was rolling in front of the goal, and I tried to kick it out of bounds, mm -hmm. and I kicked it. And I remember in slow-mo watching my best friend, who's the goalie, dive just, just like oh, dive with all shit. Dude, He literally <laughs> dove to the side to try to stop it. I'm seeing it right oh now. His God. name was Noah Hostetler, and he <laughs> Noah Jew, <laughs> and he dove and he dove to stop this ball. And I remember as it went in, I literally go. No. <laughs> and I looked at the sidelines and all the parents are going, whoa, no. And I remember I immediately just, then the time, you know, a goal was called, so things reset. I remember I get to the sidelines and I remember my my best friend who my, my who was giving me a ride home, his dad, we get there and he just looks at me, he goes, why did you do that? <laughs> and then I, I didn't have an answer and the coach goes, it's all good, blah, blah, blah. And I remember, and then we on the drive home, his dad goes, like there's where it's silent for about because we lost by like I, we might have lost but it was close yeah Cause remember the drive home it was silent for like 15 minutes and he just goes i mean why would you even kick it near the goal <laughs> dude i'm like 10 like that is i just got finished wearing a bird outfit for halloween yeah you're still and, yeah you're like it's soccer i'll never forget, not... i'll never forget that yeah, yeah. brad uh oh for sports moments yeah. 
oh shit. I mean, there was a time when uh, there was a time when the guy knocked me out and no one had ever hit me before in hockey, and the coach sent our biggest player over over the wall and said, like, you take that kid yeah. out of the game. Yeah. And then he, like, he, like the next play, like, nailed this kid in the next week. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. it was awesome. I mean, there's that. I, mean, I don't know if there's, like, a glory or an embarrassing moment, but, uh, yeah. Just it, the fact that you were playing hockey, good on you. Oh, dude, it was the best. That's awesome. What about, Love- the, time, what about the time they threw a... Uh- they threw you for the game-winning touchdown. I mean, that that was a trick play. I mean, you've, you've heard of the Statue of Liberty play. Yeah. This is like... You just held on to the ball. And yeah. That was the immaculate reception. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there was my YMCA basketball team that uh, nicknamed me Muggsy after uh, Muggsy Bogues. That's fair. Yeah, right? You had a pretty solid jump shot. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, good ball handler. Yeah, distributor. Yeah. Team player. Sure. Yeah. I did it. Light-skinned. Got it. <laughs> Uh, Johnny, thanks for being there. This, yeah, this has been so. This much was fun. a blast. Man. You brought beer. You brought friendship. You brought comedy. You brought the funny. You know, we're here. Yeah, but you you brought the spin. Brad's got to a us fancy all. watch on the table with his wallet, like he just got frisked before we start. <laughs> yeah, who brings a nice watch and well, leaves it on the table? Well, because I, I like to move around. Yeah, yeah. I like to You're very animated. I like God. to be animated. Okay. Okay. You know, that's what I like. Uh, and and, and you, with the whole wrestling announcer thing, do you, have, do you have any catchphrases that you could like send us out on? Uh, one of my favorite things, and also uh, go to jlocomedy.com. I'm doing shows here and there so we'll do a out. whole intro we'll do all the info in the intro oh, sweet. but yeah. also um yeah okay i'll pretend that you're since you've wrestled before yes I i'll have. pretend you're going to the top rope okay all right here we go brad williams heading all the way up to the mezzanine and his opponent is dead flat on his back is he gonna take the frog splash oh yes it's actually the tadpole splash <laughs> he hooks the leg for the one the two and the three brad williams wins adam ray rushes in the ring you know his trusty manager who's always by his side they are celebrating the heavyweight championship of the world we have just seen history on the about last night podcast by god <laughs> but what's your catchphrase? Is oh, it... I don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> you got to coin one. I feel like that's oh, the whole point of being an announcer. Well, I do a character that's a wrestling announcer from the, the South in the 70s okay. who has amnesia and doesn't think it's past 1978. <laughs> uh, his name is Honest Jimmy Jansen, and his catchphrase is chicken and gravy. <laughs> so that's there's that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> show. That's the show. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, 
Get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.